I talked about it, but I didn't talk about it publicly. I talked about it maybe to my family or some things to so, so a couple friends that what I had just dealt with. But when you step into the calling, what you do in this moment will determine your destiny and dictate your future. When you step into your moment and begin to start raising your voice for good, raising your voice for change, whatever that message is, that's when you begin to start creating that avalanche. Have you ever felt a stirring in your heart that you were called to do something greater than you are doing now? Or respond to a burning desire in your heart? Or maybe make a difference in a particular area or someone's life? Or is there a restlessness that stirs in your soul? Well, I'd like to welcome you to When the Moment Chooses You podcast. I am your host, Charlene Johnson, also known as Coach Charlene. This podcast will engage in compassionate, courageous conversations because I believe in your personal development, creating and inspiring destiny moments because every heartbeat truly matters. You will hear stories of change agents and trailblazers that dare to dream and not accept the status quo. Through hearing these stories, I truly believe that it will reignite the flame of passion and move you from just talking and thinking about it to actually being about it. We are all on our journeys of self-discovery. So be empowered as we inspire you to tap into the highest expression of yourself. Let's join the podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to When the Moment Chooses You. I am your host, Coach Charlene, and I wanted to finish up part two of my story. Thank you so much for joining. I wanted to just continue on. I just shared in the last episode about three stories that impacted me as I was going through my journey as a nurse, um, just my whole 30 years of experience and some of the during moments that I had to deal with that had to do with racism. So um, I hope you enjoyed the the podcast. I know these are not ever easy conversations, but that's why I like having compassionate, courageous conversations. And so I wanted to pick back up and do part two. In part two, I wanted to just share with you, I believe that where we have come from helps us to get to where we are today. Everything that I've been through in the past made me who I was today. So the tools that I learned, the challenges that I faced, the um, relationships that I've built, the knowledge that I've obtained, the wisdom that I've uh, received, all of them made me who I am today in this moment. And so I wanted to share that in the midst of dealing with all of the different things that I've had to deal with in my life and in my career, I remember in 2010 in particular, that I hit this burnout moment. And this burnout moment was, um, it, it just it just kind of crept up on me and I began to be restless. I began to be frustrated a little bit, kind of like, oh my gosh, this is, I can't keep doing this. And then um, my organization decided to, do, to um, have caring science as our theory of the way that we practice. So we were introduced to this in August of 2020. Um, of 2010, actually. And then 
when I was introduced to it, it was almost like it spoke to my heart. It gave me language. It gave me a voice to be who I was authentically destined to be because, see, I was practicing in a certain way. And with that love, because, you know, I'm like my mom and my dad, they love, they love people and we know how to love hard. And so I was practicing that, but I didn't have language. I didn't really have a voice about what I was doing. So Dr. Jean Watson has so beautifully laid out the science of curing to give us language of how we practice our profession. And it's a practice, it's a profession of excellence and scholarly um, research. And, you know, it's there's so much innovation within it. But I truly believe that this was a game changer for me in 2010. And my life, my career has never been the same since then. It has given me so much meaning and so much passion and so much joy that I can light the fire within a person versus underneath. And so to be able to inspire others to move toward back toward their why with caring science is a profound thing to be able to do. And so I believe that because I was already in the space of being a Caritas coach, a heart math training, or a healing circle facilitator, um, my outside life as a minister, a pastor, I believe that because of all of those people within me, all of those skills, all of those talents within me designed me to be who I was destined to be for the moment. So I have been built and trained for that moment. And so why am I saying that? Because I believe that everything that you've done in your past, even though it's been hard, have prepared you for the moments that you have been selected for. So this caring science moment, I believe, gave me what I needed for 2020. So that's 10 years later. So when we hit this spot, the double pandemic, plus our own personal pandemic, when it was time for me to stand up and began to start sharing my story, I tapped into some Caritas processes as I began to do the equity, inclusion, and diversity work. So I began to start doing, of course, process number one is to practice loving kindness toward yourself and then toward others. You have to love you first, love you enough to do the work to, that causes you to be the highest expression of yourself. So that for me during that period of time taught me or confirmed the fact that I had to learn how to love beyond comments that were insensitive, people that were insensitive. It's loving beyond that. And see, I already had practice, remember, from the story that I shared with you about the woman that called me the N-word. I had to love her beyond that racist comment. And so in 2020, during all of the crisis with the racial reckoning and the um, social uh, rise-ups and all of the horrible things that happened because of what we tragically witnessed with our own eyes, we had to love people beyond where they were because people were saying things that were so inappropriate that, but we still had to show up and be authentic self in the midst of it. So Caritas process number one, to practice loving kindness towards yourself first and then toward others. That is exactly what I did. I love me so much so that I am not going to allow anybody else's words to define who I am. I know who I am. 
I know that I'm black. I know that I'm beautiful. I know that I have superpowers on the inside of me and that I bring impact and transformation everywhere I go. See, that's the confidence that you have when you know who you are. And so I'm able to love you beyond because I was able to deal with all of the trauma from the past incidents that I had experienced so that I can be the voice in the midst of darkness. I like Dr. Jane Watson says that we are the light in institutional darkness. Yes, I became the light in institutional darkness. And I did so by sharing my story. And that that leads me to Caritas process number five. And Caritas process number five talks about being open to the negative and positive expressions expressions of another person's story and to listen authentically to that story. And so that also is so powerful. See, we have the 10 Caritas processes. They give us behaviors and ways of being so that we can meet the demand of what we have to meet in the nursing profession. So with Caritas process number five, which the key word for that is forgive. You have to forgive your system. You have to forgive people. I had to forgive that lady for what she said. I had to forgive all of the comments and all of the degradation and uh, all of the other things that I had to face so that I can move on. Because here's the thing about love. When you love, when you have that agape love, when you have unforgiveness in your heart, it locks up your heart and you're not able to flow freely and to love freely. And I will, I refuse to have prison gates around my heart. I refuse to do that. I want to be able to, when I choose to love, I want to love freely. And so when you listen to another person's story, that is so profound and so powerful. That is what I used during the double pandemic. First of all, I shared my story because a lot of people are still in that place of hurt. So it's really hard for them to share their story. But because I was at a place of healing, I was able to share my story and that short story inspire other people to do the same thing. The stories are important because you want to know what's going on in your organization, in your unit. You need to know what's going on because if you not you are not paying attention to it, it is happening. Conversations that are inappropriate are happening. And that's why everyone must take the reins and to be authentically present when someone decides to share their story. I would even uh, personally, I believe that everyone that leads people need to have opportunities of where staff can share their voice, where staff can be listened to. No matter how hard it is to listen to it, we need to listen to it so that we can acknowledge that, okay, yeah, this is wrong and we need to do something about it. So I did that within. I was able to use those two processes in particular to allow stories to become transformational tools so other people can learn grow, and also change because the sum of those stories move us to action because we begin to reflect ourselves in that story. And you begin to start questioning, hmm, I wonder did I really handle that right? Maybe I didn't handle that right. And that's why we have to be okay with having those courageous, 
compassionate conversations. And I put compassionate in there because my stories all came out of the death of my being, out of the love that I have for humanity. I'm sharing my story because I want to see change and I want to see transformation and I want to be an impact to those that who, who I was called to serve and to impact. And that's why finding your voice is so critical. So whoever you are out there, I believe that this moment also is choosing you as you're listening. Even if you didn't show up in 2020 and you stayed silent, I'm calling you into you finding your voice and to begin to start sharing your story. That is what the that is the power of storytelling because if everybody felt safe enough and had environments that are safe enough to share stories, we would be in a total different ball game. But the sad reality is most of us continue to stay silent. I mean, I stayed silent for 20 years. I talked about it, but I didn't talk about it publicly. I talked about it maybe to my family or some things to so a couple friends that what I had just dealt with. But when you step into the calling, what you do in this moment will determine your destiny and dictate your future. When you step into your moment and begin to start raising your voice for good, raising your voice for change, whatever that message is, that's when you begin to start creating that avalanche. There's a quote that I share with um, some of the ladies that I mentor outside of work, my Dream Girls Network. And it says, one voice at the right pitch can create an avalanche with the challenges that we are facing and have been facing since the beginning. We have got to create that avalanche with our voice. So if everyone finds their particular voice, their message, and they begin to start sharing it, then that's where the ripple effect will take place. The avalanche will take place. And that you'll begin to start impacting those in your inner circle and beyond. And so I'm encouraging you that I want you to share your story. Caring science has been a game changer for me. And I am proud to shout it from the rooftops because organizations need to really see the power and the impact of what this can bring. It can really transform ourself and our systems. And I truly believe, like Dr. Jean Watson said in the interview that I did with her, is that we have to disrupt the system from the inside out. Other people can't fix it for you. We have to do it from with it from the inside out. And it starts with you dealing with you from the inside out first. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank you all of my guests that have been on here again. I have been truly honored and blessed by your presence. I'm looking forward for more stories to come in and I'm going to invite everybody who wants to share their story, um, opening up that for others to share. I'm going to put the link in my display. If you want to be a guest on When the Moment Chooses You, go ahead and fill out the application and then we can connect and see if your story will fit in this particular venue. Um, I look forward to uh, sharing your story and I hope you receive the love that I poured out and the education while talking about these very difficult, searing moments. So I want you to be blessed and I'm going to ask you the question again. What will you do when your moment chooses you? 
Thank you for joining the podcast. When the Moment Chooses You is a bi-weekly podcast where I not only discuss my own passion and quest for responding to those destiny moments, but I will also be sharing inspiring stories, tips, and tools as we navigate this journey of life together. As you can see, I will also be interviewing amazing guests and risk takers with stories that seize the moment and transform their lives and those around them. My hope is to share my passion and to build a community around creating destiny moments because every heartbeat matters. Find me on social media and I'd love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, like and share as much as you want to. Thank you so much. And what will you do when the moment chooses you?